0: Guys, welcome back to another episode of Bachelors in the City. We appreciate you so much. Um, We have some exciting things to talk about today. Don't we, Petey?
1: Exciting things. D-Man 43, exciting things. And how dare you not refer to me as Popeye for this most amazing episode of heading deep, deep, deep into the pit.
0: Let's go. We're super excited. We're going back, guys. Let's do this. We're going back.
1: We got Pace Case. We got Bachelor Clues with us today. And we couldn't get enough of that first episode with them a couple weeks back. So we had to come have them come back on the pod season 17. We're talking paradise. We're talking a whole bunch of stuff. We're
0: talking all the shit, game plans, nitty gritty. We're in it to win it.
1: All the plays. We're talking forty we're
0: talking about gameplays, and I think I said that twice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, so if you will, without any further ado, please take our hands and come with us
0: into the pit. Shall we bow for the games of
1: roses? What? <laughs> I don't know. Well, guys, we have Bachelor Clues and Pace Case back with us. Game of Roses, we're going straight into the pit. What's going on, guys?
2: Hello. Thank you for having us back. Yeah, this of course. time in full merch.
1: Full merch. <laughs> for for all you guys that can't can't see oh, we gotta we gotta let them know. We're we're doing our uh so dusty night, and, and we put on our Huju, Do you even Huju shirts? So you guys got to pick these shirts up. Pretty badass. We <laughs> love to Huju. Well, you can no longer
3: pick them up. Unfortunately, that <laughs> they are oh, closed. No. They are gone for all time. <laughs> You're <laughs> wearing <laughs> collector's <laughs> items.
0: Wow. Limited edition. Can sell these for a even lot even of money. Limited edition. Oh yeah. man. I already there you lost. go. Let's put it, it on once. eBay. I, need- I could have okay. hung up.
1: <laughs> Shit. Well, sweet.
0: Well, welcome back. Yeah. Thanks back, guys. for having us
2: back. Last time yeah. was was awesome.
1: Yes.
0: Can we can we go ahead and agree that we have to? This needs to be mandatory, at least once a month, right? To follow up on, like, <laughs> yes. right? At least once a month. This needs to be mandatory. Oh, you're in the
2: pit now. You're in We're the pit, in the Dusty. Pit.
1: Five days a week. We're I in the it. pit. I love it. I haven't seen really PP anymore. It's been Popeye, and I'm feeling good about it. We got actually <laughs> yes. we have to, we have to introduce Dusty's got a new name. That you guys need to start spreading, right?
3: D Man Forty Three. I can't believe you remember that. so easy.
0: <laughs> D Man 43. <D-man> he <laughs> <Popeye>. remembers everything. <laughs> D Man 43. That's our MSN messenger name. Um, yeah, good times. Yeah, you, you guys got
1: to check out the uh, episode we just did on Game of Roses. Uh, you guys will understand a little bit more backstory there. But, anyways, moving forward, uh, I thought we could. Last time we got, we guys had you on, we chatted about as you guys call it, our rookie season on mm-hmm. The Bachelorette with Hannah Brown. Thought we could chat a little bit about season 17 now that just wrapped up with Katie and a little bit of Paradise down in Mexico yeah. that's uh, started to take off. Let's get it. We're happy yeah, to talk still about to it. See if you season up 17 up on the beach. was... <laughs> hey. You know it's you know weird? It's so weird. No spoilers. like... <laughs> You're right. No, sp- no, but this is like... <laughs> we'll see. And wink, wink if either one of us do. But... Seeing like my name, <laughs> under like Peter, Peter, season it's like, so weird to like watch. Like I was, you know, for that part, I wasn't part of it's, it's very, it's very odd. But anyways, I digress. Well, I guess, so moving into season 17 here is the second, well, not second, third. I don't even know what season it's been where it's been in a locked location, locked resort. There's been no right. travel. I'm curious from you guys, from your guys' perspective, what has been your favorite location that The Bachelor, Bachelorette has been recorded in Do you like travel, on location, locked in a resort? What's better and why?
2: I think Clues and I have a very similar take on the bubble seasons, which is that we miss the travel, which is maybe not indicative of how the relationships are going to go because we've had three bubble, well, technically four bubble seasons at this point. Matt, James, Claire, Taysha. And Katie Thurston. And all four of those people are with their ring winners now. So maybe the bubble oh, is better shoot. for love. Whoa, even if it I doesn't look as that. good on a camera.
0: Wait, you're so right. We're four for 4 right now, right? Wow. Yeah.
1: Everyone. Wow, I didn't even think about and that. And we think our theory is basically
3: that producers are able to potentially use the travel, everything that goes along with it. Not only the spectacle of it and the entertainment of it, but the process of it. You all have to get on a plane now. Do you all have your passports? Here's the hotel you're staying in. It allows them an element of control over players and kind of the ability to just like keep you busy constantly to a degree that you can't really settle into the relationship. The process of like traveling and the the event of it kind of overwhelms you in a way that makes the relationship building harder is what we think. Whereas in these bubble seasons... Like no one's going anywhere. You're staring at the same four fucking walls for <laughs> two months or whatever. And you're like let out of the cage every once in a while. And all you're doing is thinking about when is the next time I can see this person? And I think that person too, the leads similarly are not getting swept up in the whirlwind of like, oh, we're going to Paris, we're going to Australia, whatever. They're just like wondering really about the people they're dating and trying, I think, to focus in on it more, focus in on the
1: relationships more, you know? Yeah, that's brilliant. That you are You guys are spot on with that. I didn't really even... Th- think about that. But now that I do, yeah, there's so much exhaustion too, that comes from the travel aspect of it and the time changes. And, and then also the distraction of just being able to do really cool ass shit, you know, on whatever location that you're on does, I think, take away a little bit from being able to fully invest in that relationship. And obviously, yeah, a lot of the dates haven't really been these, these adrenaline rush or crazy, you know, extravagant dates or whatnot. But I think, yeah, that that's probably helping the people that are, you know, in this process actually come together for the quote unquote right, right uh, reasons. Um, interesting.
0: interesting. Yeah, it could make a huge difference. Yeah, you
2: might let a relationship play out because you're like, well, I'll, uh, I'll go hang out with Chrissy because they've already got the hot air balloon set up. Like, I can't really break up with her until we at least go up in the hot air balloon.
3: Yeah, exactly. You don't want to miss out on the hot air balloons. Same thing for the players. Like, if you look at what happened um, in Katie Thurston's season at the end, you had two massive front runners in Greg Grippo and Michael Alio both self-eliminated in the playoff rounds. And if Mm -hmm. you're in a situation where it's like, you're not just going to be sitting in the same resort out in the desert, you're now going to be going around the world, you might be a little more inclined to stick it out for another week. But in this case, it's like there's no benefit as a player to sticking out those last few weeks if you don't really want to be there
0: hence i mean example a like i was like i don't know if I'm into, <laughs> but i'll am stay i'll stay around and d man you let you me know? down
1: man i'm disappointed in you d oh, man man <sighs> well, let's you talk about let's talk about
0: this Chad had called it when blake walked in and said that he was going to be the winner uh looking back and thinking about it uh lizzie how do you feel about that
2: I will say, Chad, uh, he makes a lot of predictions. And we don't bring up the predictions that were maybe less accurate. Oh, wait, you
1: got to bring it up here. He's loving this.
2: I mean, he said Blake Boyd's would for sure be the next Bachelor. And it doesn't seem like that's maybe going to happen. I
3: was close to that, though. I think Ringwinner is just like one (laughs) step removed. And that prediction was made (laughs) off just looking at his Instagram before he even showed up in Bachelor season 16. Okay.
2: You famously predicted that Claire and Dale would get married mid-season. They I think just they're getting did. married
1: though. I, I think wait, I heard, are they
0: married? I heard yeah. they were married. Yeah, they did a, a secret marriage it's this week. It, I saw his it, uh, I saw yeah. his ring. Wait, i just love saying.
3: that for them. Yeah, <laughs> they hey, did, we, we did a we secret a really wedding we got to this up. week. Okay. Uh, uh, look, I, I I've been a little far off in the time in some regard with some of these predictions, but I'm not that far off. I've never made like a wildly no. inaccurate prediction. They're all within the ballpark and some of them, like Dale Moss winning the whole season just from looking at his Instagram, that was dead on the money. You that, predicted impressive. Matt
2: James would be the first Black Bachelor when he was cast on Claire's season.
0: Yeah, during quarantine
3: crew era. Holy shit, did you I've made really? some good
0: yeah. predictions. Yeah. We need, we need to go to the casino, my friend. <laughs> I you like might be my lucky guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you
1: know your stuff. Hey, everyone needs to get this book ASAP. It's yeah. thinking about going on the show because <clears throat> this guy knows what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> with uh, So with Blake, so you called it. Okay, he shows up. I don't know if I, I don't think I would have predicted. I didn't predict at that point. I think I was pretty sold after seeing their first date and just that chemistry, initial chemistry they had. but. Mm. Man, honestly, thank God for Blake, though, because I felt bad. I felt honestly really bad for Katie. Like she had. If Blake wouldn't have been there, who would it have been if he wouldn't have come in midseason? Because everyone.
0: Maybe Greg would have stayed, though. You never know.
1: Oh, you're right.
2: Mm. You're right. Who did you think would win?
1: I thought I think Greg from the very beginning, right, was my prediction. I kind of switched a little bit, but I think, yeah, it was Greg. And then I went to Blake. Right after I saw Blake's for, for, first one-on-one, um, but yeah, we actually we hung out with uh, we met Greg and uh, and Justin, and oh, a Andrew, bunch of nerds. and big, all the guys.
0: Big group of nerds, those guys. Nerds? Are. I Super love
3: pretty. them. Nerds. Big what kind of nerds. of nerds are they?
0: What's their nerdy? They're, so manga? Just, so, yeah. nerds. they're just so funny, man. They're just, they're, a, they're just real of, dudes. They're yeah, yeah they're Goofy, just nerd nerdy guys. guys. Is, they're just great guys.
1: Yeah, all around good, good dudes.
2: I'm surprised you recognize Justin. He was basically cut out of the season. I know, right? <laughs> in
1: yeah, so we, they did he, him he
3: very did, dirty he, in that edit. Like we'd never seen a, a runner-up that has basically
1: disappeared from the show. That's crazy. That was crazy. We have here, we have got a question here. So we um our wonderful wonderful oh, I can't speak today. Wonderful producer Emma asking a question, who can chug beer fastest out of all the guys? So we actually, we went to uh, with the guys to this German, what, what do you call it? Just German bar where they sell like uh, Bratwurst and beer. And uh, we had like the boot and we all did a like competition. a beer garden? A beer garden. Yes, yeah. thank you. And um, I will say Greg can't chug a beer. <laughs> and you can. <laughs> but Greg, Greg literally, I almost I almost threw to up. This is sense. the time I almost threw up in Greg's face the first like day I met him. I, we're all like super competitive to start doing this. We take the beer, we start chugging. We're all going for it. Like we are committed and we were sold. Apparently Greg didn't think that we were that committed. And so he immediately just like two sips in, like takes it and just points to me. Like, what the hell are you doing right now? Like that's way too aggressive. Well, then that prompts me to stop because I'm literally about to laugh and everything's about to come up and throw up right in his face as he's doing that to me. And, um, And then we look to the right and we just see Clay and Andrew freaking going for it. And I think Andrew actually was the fastest he, he, he dominated that uh, that competition, but
2: anyways, he lives in Austria, right? I would think he would have an advantage. Yeah.
0: And he his did. cousin's Clay Harbor. He, Clay's always trying to chug. <laughs> That's the big chugging advantage. boots full of beer. Always chugging.
3: How do you guys set that up? Like, how did you guys first meet those guys? Is there something yeah. in the the Bachelor world where, like, if you've been in the show, you just DM each other and you're like, "Hey, let's hang out. Let's get together."
0: Well, me and Clay, I lived in Chicago before New York, and me and Clay had met right before I went on the show. And me and him started hanging out when I got off the show and became really good buddies, hanging out all the time and started hanging out with his cousin, Andrew, um, Mm -hmm. which great guy. And later down the road, I was, I referred him. I gave his name to one of the producers and boom, he was on there. So we just stay in contact. And of course, like Andrew's friends with Justin and Greg and we just all, Mm -hmm. they were all in New York and we just, were all hanging out. Yeah, that's cool.
1: It was a fun time, though. Great, nice guys.
0: Speaking of Andrew, though, what did you guys think about his, uh, his note that he left Katie and then kind of reject her, her Was this comeback? your
1: guys' play of the game for that week? Oh, Jesus, was it?
2: Oh, I can check that.
3: <laughs> I'm not sure if it was, but <laughs> it probably was an not. interesting play. <laughs> I, I will say this. We, you know, preach against self-eliminations all the time because if you're going to leave the game, That's fine. You can have that in your mind, but you can always get more screen time or or very usually you can. So self-eliminating, we always kind of frown upon. Mm -hmm. The way he did it though was actually about the best way you can do it. And when she comes back to him after he gives her the note, which by the way, is obviously handwritten by producers. And we wondered like, it, does he even know what that says? Did they just send him in there with a card and like, hand this to her, tell her you're leaving and see what happens. And then
1: but, she comes uh, and chases him and he has no idea. Yeah, exactly. He's like, what did that fucking card say? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she
3: proposes to him. He's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. But no, I mean, you know, I think he was he was taking basically a four TRR, for the right reason strategy, when he then rebuffed her uh, asking him if he wants to come back into the show because he's like... You know, I would love to, but I don't want to be one of like however many guys are left. I want you to choose me. So he was kind of taking this 4TR high road that actually was a good strategy to get out of her coming to get him back, I thought. And um, you know, he seemed to have gotten out of the the whole thing pretty cleanly. And that's tough to do. The longer you're in the game, the more likely it is some bad's gonna happen and Mm -hmm. people are gonna be mad at whatever you've done. And it's like he got out pretty cleanly. He played a solid season. Like, top to bottom, he had some of the best one-on-one dates that really even existed that season. And I hope we get to see some more of him doing interesting stuff, you know?
2: I looked at the data. I did give him my play of the game for this.
1: Did you? Boom. Look at that. (laughs) Yeah.
2: His resurrection, what we call a resurrection when you come back after you've been eliminated. He had that bare feet. Katie's running barefoot. That was a great cinematic moment. He got a hooju post-mortem.
0: Yeah. It was a rom-com movie, it felt like. Totally. Yes. I don't know, it I thought was. it was great. It was he told me also, I, I called him out on that. I was like, what, what is what's going on with that? He's like, well, it was a note for like afterwards, like after everything's said and done, we can try it over or whatnot. But I'm like, yeah, okay. Makes, what
1: do makes you sense, guys think but- of, oh. of, of, um, of Michael and his exit? You said you don't like self eliminations. Did you guys buy it? Or what was your impression of that? Because Dusty That's brought a up a point that I actually started t- to agree with. I don't know if you want to just a quick uh, like rundown. Yeah. Dusty.
0: So, yeah, what's um, your take. So, like you said, it, it's never a good look when you self eliminate, right? And saying you get this far, and maybe you're not failing her too much, and you're like, oh, I, I don't know if I want to go through this anymore, and you don't want to seem like the asshole, you know? Um, he had every right to like to use that his child as an excuse, and no one would ever question him if he just wasn't maybe feeling Katie, he's like, oh, I don't know, but I'm just going to kind of blame And the only up. reason
1: that I, 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 I kind of bought onto that, that idea was because hometowns were coming up. So the the time left to be away from his son was actually gonna be very little amount of time. So I didn't think that way mm-hmm. until Dusty brought it up. But, um, after he did, I'm like, eh, maybe you're right. Cause you could never be, you know, shame for that, that reason. Cause it's such a valid, valid reason. Um, What's, but what's yeah, the, we call the it a, a
2: package deal when a player comes in and they have kids. And it's kind of this double-edged sword because the lead has this baked-in reason to let you go. Because they're like, if I don't see this going far, I want to let you go as soon as possible because you should have time with your kid. But mm-hmm. all your self-elimination, by saying he doesn't want to be away from his kid, he's eliminating any chance that he's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise because there's never going to be children on that. He's mm-hmm. leaving the door open to have like a Jason Mesnick style season where they had his kid like on the campus essentially, yeah. so like that door was open, but it's hard for me to find the situation where self- eliminating is is the way to go. Never can recommend it, <laughs> yeah,
3: and yeah. there's also been some conjecture about <clears throat> Franken biting his kid. There's been a little bit of analysis done mm. about when he's FaceTiming with his kid and the kid says, Daddy, don't want to see me no more. That seems to have been Frank invited together. So we're not even exactly sure if that conversation was, at least in the way it was presented, if it was really like that. Certainly, Olio mm. then uses that as the excuse to self-eliminate. But I, I don't. I just don't know how much of that is real. And I agree with you that I think he was probably more like, I'm not marrying her like i don't want to get in a position where i have to fake propose to her or even be looking at the diamond rings with neil lane or whoever's going to be presenting them in that case it was Tasha that season but that's uh, right yeah i think he probably used it as an excuse to to exit cleanly because like you're saying absolutely Darcy, you, you cannot this. fault the man for that then no one's, Darcy, gonna,
0: question you are in no one's gonna question him no one's gonna question him Except for me. But hey. is <laughs> hey,
2: you <got> <laughs> <laughs> the error of the week? <laughs> yeah. This play.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I guess speaking on these guys, we've already talked on them. So let's just get down to it. Who's going to be the next Bachelor?
1: The next, next crown, Dusty. The next crown. Right. I personally think it is… I think this is just
3: my thoughts from what I'm seeing on the You're internet. Like, it's Blake Moines. <laughs> <gonna> yeah, <laughs> it's going Blake like, Moines. <laughs> He's going to make my prediction come true. Uh, no, I think it's likely going to be Greg Grippo. And I know that he's a controversial figure right now because of how, uh, because of how he handled his self-elimination. And uh, people are not going to be happy with that. Some people are not. But I, I feel like from everything I'm reading and everything that seems to be positioning itself in the Bachelor world, it seems like it'll be him. I have heard some talk that it might be Connor Brennan, the cat man. Um,
1: Really? I haven't heard that. Yeah, okay.
3: he's going to have some kind of a long run through paradise and he'll get a heartbreak at it and maybe come out as the de facto crown. I've also heard grocery store Joe. I think those are probably your three most likely candidates with an outside shot of Mike Johnson. I see his name popping up every once in a while and I'm like, really? Like if they did that, fucking I, I think they should do that. Like, that would be of the the guys yeah. whose names are kind of being bandied. Around, I think he's the best. Bachelor yeah. Nation has wanted him for fucking years at this point. It has always felt like he deserved it, and he's never fucking gotten it. It's been passed over again and again and again. I think if they gave it to him, that would be a very good season. Huge
1: ratings. I agree with that. I think Mike would be an excellent, excellent uh, crown. I mean, I think, yeah, that's a testament to him too. Still being talked about, you know, a couple seasons down the line with some other exactly. great guys that have, have come through. Do you think, uh, coming back with, um, with Greg, do you think it was a bad edit? Or do you think, like, what, what are your takes on that with, with his exit?
3: Blizzy, you want to <laughs> handle this one? Or you want me to, I, I can, I mean, I'll tell you what I think. I think he actually got a very good edit. They put hero music under him when he was going to her door to do that knock-knock. I think they tried to position him to be a kind of victim in that situation because I think at least during the time of airing this season, of constructing whatever narratives they're trying to build, I think they wanted him to be The Bachelor. I think his play, the way he handled that situation, was not good. And so when they air it, despite giving him what I perceive to be a pretty good edit— obviously the fourth audience bachelor nation is not on board with Greg Grippo at that moment. And so now they're having to rethink and like, Oh shit, maybe he's not the bachelor. And that I think also is why they haven't announced it at this point is because they're still trying to figure out like, we want him to be the bachelor. Can we really do this? And if the answer
1: is no, they got to figure out yeah. who they're going to put in, in that slot instead. Yeah. I, I can, I can see that. I, so for me, I, you know, it's, it's, Listen, going having gone through the experience, obviously editing is a huge part of the game. And until you actually meet someone, you know, in person, it's you can have some preconceived notions or whatnot. But after meeting Greg in person, I actually was a, a big fan of him, and um, could I could see him, you know, being the the next Bachelor, and I, I think he'd actually do a really good job of it. Um, it
2: he had yes, the biggest I, Instagram gains other than Moines. so
0: there's a yeah, not as big as they used to be, right? The followings aren't as big as they used well, to be.
3: Well, this is something that we talk about on our show. I mean, we we cover like the ratings of every episode. And Katie Thurston's season had the lowest ratings in modern history of any season, Bachelor or Bachelorette. And I don't know if that contributes to lack of Instagram growth, but certainly in other... I mean, on your season, season 15, your guys' rookie season, you had Tyler Cameron walking out of there with 2 million followers.
1: Uh, that's not happening. That's not even close it's not to even happening. even close now, yeah. I wonder why yeah, what's what's caused that drop well, Pete, off. Yeah,
0: and you had like a million too. And when Hannon Brown blew up. We had a lot of people actually blow up over like 500 Connor. Um Mike, there was a, there was a, like a lot of people that
1: yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. I you think uh Cole, you guys I mean, think any chance for I know Tyler said he's not interested in it. You don't think there's any chance he he takes the next uh We
2: we have uh Said that we think the best way to get the ratings back up would be a Tyler Cameron season. Just pay him. Oh my God, you just got to throw. Basically.
1: 100%. Yeah.
2: Because that is a story that the nation, the forums, they don't seem to be letting go. Um, Tyler Cameron, Hannah Brown uh, discussions. But, oh, yeah, apparently, trying to get them he's them a. No, but just they are, they want to know what he's up to still
1: oh know. right right um,
2: i mean they were shipping it hard during the quarantine crew etc but i have we have heard that he has done some dancing show that might preclude him so we shall see i like i think andrew spencer would do a great job as well from that season i thought he was extremely charismatic yeah very curious yeah. what they're going to do
0: We'll see. Do you know? I'm going for Andrew all day. I hope it's Andrew. We'll see that. I,
1: they, ha- I mean, I, I, none. We don't know, but they have to. I mean, we have a couple of days before they have to know or announce this because you know right. it's probably filming. They got to start shooting. Exactly. They start doing wardrobe, and that takes a while. Hope and-
2: this episode ages well. <laughs> <laughs>
3: If they asked you, Peter, to come back and do a council of crowns, which is where the the incoming new bachelor, usually in the first week, sits down with an old bachelor, and that bachelor gives them some advice about what to do on night one or whatever, if they asked you to come back and do that, would you do that?
1: Huh. Uh, yeah. I mean, if it was with someone that I knew... Uh hundred percent. Yeah. Like Mike or somebody like Greg, Greg or Greg. Andrew, um, yeah, hundred percent. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, I'd be curious to see how much they'd actually air from what I was saying, like advice wise. <laughs> but, because I'd be brutally honest. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, leave the show I, now. I have
3: one this. bit of advice for you.
1: <laughs> Bail out. No. I, Get um, out. <laughs> yeah. Bring no. Uh, yeah. I would. Yeah. I. I would be very very honest. You know. I just. That's why I'd be going on there too. I mean, I've already kind of talked. You know, with 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 some of them. I'm um, just naturally, I've done that. I did that with with Matt um, coming on after me. So for sure, I, I obviously didn't air any of that. That was just a private conversation, but um, all about looking out for the next next guy because it's a very, very unique, tough situation to go through. Yeah,
3: that, that's actually pretty fascinating. It's like incoming presidents where they have that conversation with the incoming president. The outgoing one is like, look, here's how this works. You have Should to be keep like all, that all that the alien shit secret. secret, secret pass yeah, down. exactly. Exactly. You know? That's interesting. I know that there's a, a thing for bachelorettes that they do have a book that they give to each other where they all have kind of written down their takeaways. Not all of them. There's like some that
1: have not been in the in that loop, but they've talked about it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll start that. I'll start a book coming from yeah. the or something like that, and uh, and write down my thoughts, and then like hit up a bunch of previous bachelors and see if they want to contribute. Dude, in that would be <laughs> Just keep so passing cool. it down. <laughs> That would we'll be so. I think a cool it would name. be
2: really helpful. I think you have a lot of wisdom about the show at this point.
1: Oh, for sure. I got a lot, a lot of stuff I could pass down. But interesting take. Um, paradise. paradise, paradise, paradise. So interesting take there. You guys said that uh, you could possibly see Connor, Connor the cat from Katie season, getting a good. I did hear that. I've heard that he or someone, not him specifically, someone's going to get. I think was it Wells or something said something mm-hmm. about. Uh, one guy is going to have a very favorable edit and uh, is going to get a lot of traction here. But I'm just curious, when this happens, mm. because again, this they have to know this has to be announced very soon here. So yes, it has to be probably a guy that's early on that's not coming on in you know future episodes. So maybe, maybe it is Connor.
0: They love Connor. They he had a great like edit in the final rows. Or the, yeah, mm. right? The final rose. They just love him. He got so much screen time. Or he the mental Or the yeah. mental yeah, all, yeah. When yeah. he Excuse made me.
2: out with the audience. Made plant. out with a girl, played a song. They hired they just- an actress
3: to come in and prove that he's a good kisser. It's like, <laughs> oh, how much better does it get than that? The one thing that in your season was kind of your negative. The reason you get kicked off is like you have a bad chemistry game. They're like, let's reverse that immediately. Hire someone to come on the show. She's going to make out with him publicly and we're going to put that rumor to bed. I think- the only reason you do that is if he's in the running for a possible bachelor crown.
0: And they let him thing. give
2: out a rose. He took a rose from the table and handed
1: it to her. Getting some practice in there. I wonder Shoot. if he's yeah.
0: related to someone behind the scenes because they really like. He's got him someone a lot. in his
1: corner, but I—I I mean, yeah, I—I I don't think he'd be my first choice. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. What do you What do you guys think of Demi? Demi stirring the pot there in Paradise. <laughs>
2: Oh my god! I I love that intro. I
1: love Demi.
2: Yes,
3: she's (laughs) just she's one of the best, like most charismatic players of all time, bar none. There's a reason that after her rookie season, they brought her back two other times on two other seasons. Or they brought her back my season. Yeah, yeah, they brought her back twice in Hannah Brown's season.
2: The pillow fight.
3: The pillow fight on your season. Oh, they brought her into two
2: paradises.
1: Like they keep her around because she is entertaining. Period. Hundred percent. She's entertaining I'm su- again. I'm surprised. I wonder why they never, or maybe they did, approach her for possibly hosting. Do you think she could do that? I, I, I mean, I think she's got. She's so freaking charismatic, and I don't think so. Did you no. see her when she was <laughs> on WWE Raw?
2: Said, you want to go on the boom boom room?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: right yeah. off the bat to everyone.
3: <laughs> she she went. She did some pro wrestling stuff cut like a few promos and things. And uh it was like, it was lacking. I think when she is given a script of any kind, I think it's difficult for her. I think her strength lies in just being able to be off the cuff, completely spontaneous, improv everything. And that's when she's like... Kind of unpredictable. Height. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I'll watch her do literally anything because she is just so goddamn entertaining. And... uh you know, they set her up a little bit with this Brendan thing. In the beginning, That's like, is he talking to Piper? All this kind of whatever is going on, and she has to navigate that. But I thought she handled it pretty well. And then, obviously, at the end of uh, this, the first Paradise Rose ceremony, James Bonsall, the producers tell him, you're giving Demi your rose, goddammit. And he does, as <laughs> they say. And so you she's going to be around. <laughs> Yes, I do think I, that
0: happened.
1: I, I yeah, I did feel I, I honestly I felt bad for uh we were actually we we're just catching up on the episode here. I felt bad for Kelsey. I Kelsey's someone that truly, I mean, obviously I know her, you know, a little bit and she she's the real deal. She truly wants wants to find that guy. And I'm not saying it was um James, but uh it was I was bummed out for her that she didn't get a longer stretch there, possibly to have some other guys possibly totally. come on the beach and and, and have something I also can't imagine all. like what it's like for anybody who's gone through
3: the bachelor dating world, especially if you've hit it multiple times, like Kelsey just did. Once you're kind of in that pool, you guys all share this very similar experience that's completely unique. And only really you can understand it. So if you then have to go out into the real world and date regular people, it's like the first thing you're going to have to talk about (laughs) is this. And -hmm. you're going to have to be like, yeah, it was crazy, but that's behind me or whatever the case may be. And so anytime you get the opportunity to come back into that pool and maybe potentially start dating somebody through that process, I, I imagine that has to be at least in the mind of a player. You have to think like, shit, this could really be it. Because... Dating somebody out of the pool, I think is a benefit once you're in it, at least again, in terms of understanding what that experience is like, especially one that's played such an important role in your life when you're at kind of young formative ages. And you're just in that, that, uh, period in your life when you're really looking for somebody. So you're taking dating seriously. It's, it's gotta be a difficult, weird thing to navigate, but I agree with you. I, I wanted to see her, um, stick around. She's one of my favorite players of all time, simply because of her hooju prowess. If nothing else, oh the hooju. I think
2: she uh, she should have done the the preseason work, you know, be in the DMs, lock down some contracts with some people. Which
1: I think <laughs> that is- doesn't happen. <laughs> what are you talking
2: about? <laughs> uh,
3: Shit, that
1: doesn't happen. Blake uh, Moines okay, made I know it a no
2: career. I'm watching then, <laughs> Blake
3: Moines DM'd by his own admission in the document. He DM'd Claire Crawley, or she said that he DM'd her, and then he didn't. Uh, she didn't
1: reply back. And he DM'd Katie Thurston. That's, he that's how he's doing it. Mm-hmm. That A, hey, but it professional it Is that, I don't think, I mean, is there anything wrong with that? If it, no, is that weird no. or is it just that that's probably a good play, right? A good strategy.
2: I think Kelsey you should have, have done to it. do it
3: now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You have to be doing it. DM as soon as possible, establish early relationships, especially if you're going into Start paradise. Not even flirting. I think you just come out and say, like, hey, if you're going to be on paradise, here's what we should do you and me partner up maybe there's a romantic spark, maybe there's not, but we can fake it and we're going to ride this out. We're going to get uh, 10 episodes of screen time. We're going to walk out of here with a million followers apiece and then whatever happens happens. But like, let's do this. I think that's the only strategy going into Paradise.
1: Interesting. Okay, well. How,
2: wh- do you think that these couples are meeting organically on on the first episode?
0: For the first time? No. Well, That's <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. what do you think? I think a lot of them have met already. I
1: think, I think it's tough to ha- how can you not?
0: Right? I don't think it's as yeah. business formal as you know, Chad says, but I think people are like, in my opinion, probably flirting, talking a little bit. Hey, you're gonna be on there, just showing interest and kind of saying without saying, like, you know, I don't know. Pretty <laughs> much not saying what he said, but saying it in your head. I don't know, yeah. You you, <laughs>
1: you, you, I think with social media now, it's just too prevalent. Everyone, it's true. You kind of be, you get into this this Bachelor nation kind of fraternity almost, and it's you know you're you're now connected, and, and you guys hang out now. There's groups that come to LA or, or New York or Nashville or whatnot. So, I think it's probably. I mean, maybe not. Maybe it's not a producer's you know nightmare or whatnot because it can cause drama to play out then on the beach uh, from prior encounters, but. Yeah, I don't. I guess maybe in previous seasons, maybe this it wasn't happening as much. I honestly don't even know if it did happen this season. It, but it I definitely wasn't it. like yeah. this
3: season in Paradise. It was night one. There were like ten couples. Immediately, people yeah. were making out. They were pairing off, and it's like they all talk to each other. There's absolutely no way that's happening when you're just like meeting a person, and then you're like, "Well, I'm gonna give you every rose. This is it. Let's let's ride this out." Like. They all talk to each other, I would, I would assume. That's what it looks like from an outsider's perspective. But I've seen every, every season of uh, Bachelor in Paradise. And like, this has never happened before. This is some real new shit. And uh, I think moving forward, like, it's all you're going to see. It, exactly for the reasons you're saying. Once you get into that fraternity or sorority or whatever, what is yeah. it? All know, I gender group, sexes, yeah. whatever it is, you know, I don't know. But uh, once you get into it, it's also like you're not just going to hang out with people. You're getting involved in SpawnCon deals with them. You can get group SpawnCon packages to like all promote the same thing or when you're all in the same city or or whatever, you know? It's a business,
1: you know? Pace case, got a question for you.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Who would you rather kiss? Trey (laughs) or his uncle?
0: I'm surprised you're thinking about it so
1: hard.
2: Um, definitely Trey.
0: Definitely Sweet Trey. Man.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Have he you not have seen the uncle there?
2: I <laughs> look. I haven't seen his uncle play, and I've seen Trey play, and he's pretty good. You know. Ooh, he okay. Did a little callback to his limo exit in his paradise intro. I respect that. I love he's linking up with Taj. who's hilarious. You think
1: they're gonna end up together? They seem seem cute together. That's (laughs) enough. I hope so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they're letting her... They let her get involved in a little rivalry thing. Like, there's certain edits that they give to, like, the front-runner couples who are going to go all the way. I think we're seeing that from Ivan and Jesenia. We're seeing, like, that very serious dinner conversation. Versus Taj, they're still giving her this... She's too sweaty at it. She's fighting mm-hmm. with Victoria L., etc. But yeah. I would love to see it. I think I'm a fan of both of them. Who would you rather kiss? <laughs> this,
1: I don't know. It's tough Was one. Trey's
2: uncle the right answer?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, there there was no right answer. And I'm just curious. I saw it <laughs> blew up. So I was begging <laughs> to ask you that since we started this podcast. Oh,
0: no, Do you think, shit. thinking about like the Sticking it out and being together. Do you think anyone's going to stay, get engaged and stay together this season? Predictions. Just curious. I mean, we already might hear about some people getting engaged, but do we think they're really going to stick it out and get married?
2: I am completely spoiler free.
1: I am too. So I don't know. Same. I will just say, before you guys answer, I really do think that if there is a time, this, this works, I think, better than the traditional bachelor or bachelorette. Being able to actually spend Hmm. that much quality time with someone, whenever, like, if you just if you want to hang out with them all day, from what I've heard from friends that have been there, you can do it. That's not you don't get that luxury on the other, you know, format of the show. So, if it's going to work, I think I think Paradise is is a good avenue for that.
2: Yeah, what are the estimates for how long the Bachelor spends with his ring winner? It's like twenty four total hours or something.
1: Maybe yeah, around there consecutive, yeah. and then a big part of that's fantasy suite. So, right,
2: I could see Kufrin with whoever.
1: She I was going to ask that. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, how do we feel about? Because I like I'm not gonna lie, I was considering, you know, was was thinking about it, and um, but I was like, I don't know how like that. If I think I'm too too uh, you know, recent with 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 exes or whatnot, but um, how do we feel like a, a prior lead is going to Navigate paradise. What's that dynamic going to be like? This is the first time we've ever seen it.
2: I think they're going to (laughs) dominate.
3: I agree. I think she's going to, as soon as her toes touch sand, all eyes will snap to her and be like, oh shit. Because there is, at least again, from a a layman's viewpoint, watching it, there is a hierarchy to who comes onto that beach. And as soon as like the big fish shows up, everybody kind of drops who they're with. I don't know if that's going to happen exactly because again, I think a lot of these players are like partnered up preseason and they're gonna write obligated. out those strategies. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a strong strategy. Yeah. That that really is the only paradise strategy. Come in, lock up early and write it out. But I mm-hmm. think, you know, we, Becca Kufrin is one of only three players in bachelor history to win the ring and the crown. It's her, Jen Sheft, and Emily Maynard. She is now the only player in history to win the ring, the crown, and show up in paradise. Which we're calling a we call the the first one winning the ring and the crown a full royale. We're now calling what she's done a tropical royale. But uh Ooh. I think she's going to be the star of the show as soon as she arrives. Because we're already seeing things in at least in the editing. Like in episode one, they set up grocery store Joe to be the main character of the season. In episode two, he has one line of dialogue. They're already kind of doing weird things in their edit to like halt certain narratives which i don't quite understand why they're doing that but i think becca Kufrin is going to become the primary narrative of paradise once she arrives
1: watch it'd be crazy if she if she actually leaves engaged that'd be ring winner crown and tropical whatever what would you call it tropical, tropical ring winner i don't <laughs> know just, we don't we don't have
3: there. a name for that but yeah i mean i i don't think she comes into the show frivolously for sure yeah because she has the most to lose of anyone and if they want to give her a bad edit or whatever. I don't Mm. think they will, though, because she's super beloved within Bachelor Nation. She's the host of their official Bachelor podcast. I don't think they're going to try and sabotage her in any way. And I totally can see her walking away from this engaged.
0: Yeah, I feel like everyone that works for uh, ABC podcast will get a good edit. (laughs) Joe, yeah.
1: Joe's Half with them, the Natasha. Cast.
0: Yeah, there's so yeah, many. it's like have to like, they're, yeah, I don't know.
1: That's true.
2: It is, that is an interesting element.
3: Natasha Parker and grocery store Joe literally fucking work together every week. <laughs> like, they make a podcast every week. Yeah. There's, they, we don't see them really talking to each other. And certainly not talking about that. But, like, these two people know each other extremely well. And that's not playing any part in any of this. It's very weird. There's, this season to me, feels more than any other one like people are really acting a lot in all of these different ways pretending they don't know each other as well as they do or pretending to maybe not have met somebody that they've met prior to the show that's just the impression that I get I don't know if it's true but that is what it feels like I hate that
2: Popeye, how do you feel watching uh, the people from your season competing
1: Ooh, well <laughs> um l- listen I I I would love for all of them to, um, you know, find find someone there. I honestly, I would say the closest one that I I, I felt closest to, um, you know, definitely was Kelsey and, you know, being able to hang out with Kelsey mm-hmm. too a little bit while, you know, I was still with, um, with Kelly, you know, she just, I think the world of her. So I was, again, like I said, I was, I was bummed that she didn't, um, wasn't there a little bit longer. Um, I thought it was interesting with, uh, with Victoria P., I don't know, quite know what she was, what she was thinking. Um, Why, like why she did that. Uh, (laughs) I I just, I don't Um, like, especially, yeah. If like people do know, like, you know, she's got friends from Nashville too. If like everyone kind of knows what's going on. Um, Like you got to know that that's going to be brought up. Like there's no, I just don't get why you would go on the show. Dating someone else like this, especially like she's been on it before, you know, people like, yes, if done you on do, them.
0: get your game right. She kept on forgetting yeah. uh, poor James's name. Like, yeah. I just, get his name right. Prepare if your you
2: defense. Get, if
3: you have an accusation like that levied against you, there's, in my opinion, your best strategy, like what she should have done is just say, yeah, of course I was dating a guy before I came on the show. And now I'm here to get Instagram followers. Band,
1: <laughs> as are we all, well, you know. Well, but that's it's why like, I was confused though, because in, the, in her exit um, limo or in the car ride, she like alluded to that and like kind of gave that smirk, and I'm like, what? Like I'm just missing yeah. something here. I wasn't quite following it.
0: I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of hers. I haven't since you're since she was on your hips. She
3: was a very strong player on your season too though, until Mm -hmm. these allegations started surfacing about her knowing Elia Benavidez outside the show and lying about it and all this kind of stuff. But she was really a master at just on your season of just kind of dropping these little hints that would like start a blaze and she would disappear. She would like get other people (laughs) to start getting in fights with each other and then just like ghost herself into the background. It was brilliant. brilliant. I
1: know. (laughs) It was bad. Very, very very confusing. Um, That was was weird going back to that.
2: I don't trust any edits at this point. So I don't know what is going on with that situation. I did think it was interesting that she played what we went through uh, on your season that she played an IFI where she at the football game she played an IFI to not participate in that group date she played an IFI when you went on the um, thing that spins you around
1: oh yeah flight school
2: uh, at flight school and then she did it again on Paradise where she's just like I can't breathe I need a moment I was like "She's she's got a consistent play style which I
1: respect <laughs> yeah I don't know. It, yeah, it's it's interesting. Interesting take. <laughs> seeing seeing girls from uh, from the season there, but um, I want to see I want to see I want to see who Tammy ends up if if she does. I I think she'd probably be the girl I'm most curious about who who she'd end up with because I don't know.
2: To me, the pairing with uh, Aaron makes total sense because they're both like professional yeah. rivalry players and tattlers.
1: Totally. <laughs> tattlers. <Very fiery. laughs> Very fiery, Uh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. both tattletales, that's kind of actually funny.
3: I think Tammy for me is like getting one of the best edits. I, you know, she was a very interesting player on your season for sure. But I really like what she's doing in Paradise here, and I think as just as a person, kind of as a persona within the Bachelor world, she's getting a little more screen time. We're getting to see her a little Mm -hmm. better, Mm -hmm. more than than uh, what we did on your season, obviously. So, you know, hopefully she can continue to ride that out.
0: And I think she made a good call, too, calling uh, Victoria P out.
1: Oh, totally.
2: Yeah, it looks like we might get McKenna, too.
1: Oh, McKenna, yes. I'm a big McKenna fan, so I'm excited to see her come on. As are we, the face god. She yeah, had the best face god. player
3: of we, any player of all time, in my opinion.
1: Got to get her and Justin together. That'd be Oh, <laughs> oh,
0: my, <laughs> oh my, my God. god. Could
1: you Brian, imagine I would love to see a one-on-one date, just back Could you and, you and imagine?
0: forth. I know, one-on-one. Be one tennis.
1: <laughs> I, I, would,
3: I mean, that's my ultimate dream. Are we speaking manifest. it into existence? Please. Yes, manifest, manifest it. it.
1: Yes. Manifest.
2: <laughs>
1: well, guys, hopefully we we see some beautiful love stories develop, a lot more to go, and uh, we'll be seeing soon who the crown is. Um, hopefully announcement there. But uh, next host before we go, next host for uh, Bachelor, Bachelor Clues, Pace Case, would you guys do it? You win? Ooh. Yes, we'll do it 100%. Oh, yes. We'll do it
3: for a cheaper really? rate than anyone they're already talking about. That's guaranteed. And uh, you know, I don't know <laughs> if we'll do as good of a job as like a Caleb Bristow and a Tish Adams, but we'll give it our best shot. So
1: let us know where to show up. You guys would kill it. 100%. <laughs> I honestly like... Thank you guys you. know so much, but it would be it would be truly so insanely just entertaining and gravitating just to see you guys like walk a lead through that and call out plays and just do like, have a completely different take, switch it all up, throw it on, on its head. But I think you guys would do a great job. So you have my yeah. vote.
2: Put us in as Thank the you. bartenders next
1: season. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Maybe we could start small and host like an obstacle course mm-hmm. group date or something. Okay. You guys got to wear the, the, the shirts though. Do you even hoo every time on camera? So <laughs> That could right. be our group date. We we host a group date where we train people how to hoo The perfect hoo
2: I love that. all right
1: guys we got some ideas here um (laughs) i love it (laughs) thank you guys so much for coming on again it's always uh always a pleasure talking to you guys we love going to the pit with you and
0: having
1: us yeah it's our pleasure i always learn so much so once a month guys (laughs) i think
0: once a month we gotta make this happen once a month
1: (laughs) all right all right step-by-step plays game on all right guys thanks again appreciate it
0: thank you guys so much
1: Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber.
0: And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast.
1: Our producer is Red Yoakam, and our associate producer is Emma Martins.
0: Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to btc at redrockmusic.com. That's btc at redrockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show.
1: And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast.
0: See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and
1: enjoy the episodes ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.